to be uh, doing our prophetic prayer now. I want us to open our Bible to the book of Daniel chapter 9 verse 19. As usual, we are going to be doing three prayer points. Daniel chapter 9 verse 19. The Bible says, O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake. My God, for your city and your people are called by your name. Now, the first prophetic prayer we are going to be praying for this week is want to pray that God will terminate delay in our life. We want to pray that God will terminate delay, that God will break the yoke of delay. This was the prayer that Daniel was praying here. He said, Oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. If our sin is causing the delay, forgive. And I say, Oh Lord, listen and heart. I want to prophesy to somebody that in this week, the Lord will act on your behalf in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, Oh Lord, do not delay. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this new week, Lord, break every yoke of delay in my life. Let the yoke of delay be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Let's begin to pray and say, Father, Lord, break the yoke of delay in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the yoke of delay Operating over our life, operating over our family, operating over our career, over our business, be broken in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever we need to have received that we have not yet received in this week, let them be released in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the yoke of delay be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Remove delay out of every way of our blessings in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I declare the name of Jesus that in this week, the yoke of delay is broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, if there's anything that we're expecting God to do, I pray that this week there shall be a release. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Now, the second prophetic prayer we are going to pray is this. We want to pray for double Double, double. Now, if you are expecting God to do something for you, we, we, we want to ask God to double it up. Let somebody say, double! In this week, you shall experience double blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. I say in this week, you shall experience double favor in the name of Jesus. The book of Genesis chapter 43 verse 12. Genesis 43 verse 12. You know, Jacob when he was preparing to send his children back into Egypt to go and get some corn. Look at what Jacob told them. So Jacob told them, he said, take double money in your hand. Even though there was famine during that time. But God so much blessed Jacob that he told his children, he said, take double money with you in your hand. And take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. I want to pray for somebody in this week that the Lord will double your finances in the mighty name of Jesus. The book of Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7, the Bible says, Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. For somebody in this week, the Lord will release double honor on you in the mighty name of Jesus. And, and, and instead of, your, of confusion, the Bible said they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Oh my God. In this month of October, I want to declare by the grace of God over somebody that you shall possess double. In the mighty name of Jesus, an everlasting joy shall be their portion. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this week, let me possess double. Instead of my shame, let me enjoy double honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Double, double, double my speed. Double my blessing in this week. Double my favor in this week. 
In the name of Jesus, let's open our mouth and begin to cry to God for double. Father, we pray for the grace for double. Double anointing, double grace, double power, double speed. Release it upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, instead of our shame, Lord, let us receive double honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for double, double, double blessing, double breakthrough, double anointing. In the mighty name of Jesus, in this week, we shall enjoy double. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I declare in the name of Jesus that throughout this week, we shall all enjoy double honor, double grace, double speed, double blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, where we are expecting one, the Lord will give us two. In the mighty name of Jesus, our finances will double in this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, even the grace of God upon our life, it will double in the name of Jesus. The anointing of God upon our life, it will double in this week. In the name of Jesus, let somebody shout hallelujah. If you know that this week you shall enjoy double, double, shout hallelujah. And lastly, before we go into the message, we want to pray the top prophetic prayer, and that's what I call dance. Dance. If you have not been dancing before, go and get ready. Because what God will do for you, we cause you to dance, even without any drum. In the mighty name of Jesus. The book of Psalm 149 verse 3 the Bible says, let them praise his name with the dance. Look at that. With the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For somebody in this week, you will dance. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we all know, dancing is one of the ways of praising God. And the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 4, the Bible says, there is, there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. For somebody who has been weeping, maybe you wept throughout last month, I want to announce to you that your time to laugh has come. In the mighty name of Jesus, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Maybe you have been mourning before, but God is asking me to announce to you that in this week, starting from this week, you will dance throughout this month. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say in your family, you will dance. You will dance in the mighty name of Jesus. By the time you get that letter of promotion, I said you will dance in the mighty name of Jesus. By the time your children call to announce to you that God has done it, I said you will dance in the name of Jesus. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, throughout this week, cause me to dance for joy. In the mighty name of Jesus, let me have a new testimony that will cause me to dance for joy. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, cause us to dance for joy. In the mighty name of Jesus, no more weeping, no more mourning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let our time to dance come. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, do something for us. That will cause us to dance throughout this week. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Almighty Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Because throughout this week, we shall have a reason to dance. In the name of Jesus. No more weeping. In the name of Jesus. I said no more sorrow. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will double his grace upon our life. In this week, in the name of Jesus. I pray that the Lord will double his blessing upon our life in the name of Jesus. I pray for all those who are businessmen and businesswomen. In this week, your sales will be double in the name of Jesus. I said the grace, Malika, Pasudika, Polia, the grace for double sales, double profit come upon you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we worship you because you have broken the yoke of delay. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah for somebody that knows that God has broken the yoke of delay in his or her life. Shout hallelujah for that brother that will experience double grace, double honor, double anointing in this week. Shout hallelujah 
for that sister that will dance for joy throughout this week. Shout hallelujah. I can't wait to hear our testimonies because this week is going to be a special week for us. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to open our Bible to the book of John chapter 5 as we continue with our series. John chapter 5. I'm going to be reading uh, maybe like three or four verses and then we'll exhort ourselves and then we'll go and pray. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Let me read from verse 36 to 38. The Bible says, But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very work that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And look at verse 37. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard, I mean, you have, you have neither heard his voice at any time, nor see his form. And look at verse 38 now. But you do not have his word abiding in you, because whom he has sent, him you do not believe. Now, tonight, what I want to do is to exhort us very briefly on what I've titled the testimony of the Father about the Son. The testimony of the Father about the Son. Last week, we considered uh, how the miracle of Jesus bear witness to his deity. And tonight, we are, we are going a little further by considering the testimony or the witness of God about Jesus. About Jesus. What did God say about Jesus that we need to know about? Which we can also apply to our lives. Because the reason why we are going through all this teaching is so that we can apply the principles to our life. Because Jesus is our pattern, is our template, is our example that we are following. Now, now there are at least three times that God spoke about Jesus in the public. He gave a public opinion about Jesus. And the, 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 the first time was when Jesus Christ was doing his baptism in Luke, according to Luke chapter 3 verse 22. Look at what the Bible says. Luke chapter 3 verse 22. The Bible says, And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. What a wonderful commendation. What a wonderful message that God gave about Jesus. This was a public commendation that people around, they heard the voice of God like thunder. They heard God speaking about Jesus, that Jesus is his only begotten son in whom he is well pleased. Now, at this time, when, the, when this voice was released, Jesus has not done any miracle. Jesus has not even, he was just starting, he was just about to start his ministry. And God was giving this commendation about him. Then at another time, we hear God speaking about Jesus. It, it was in Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. And the same is also in Matthew, I mean, in Luke chapter 9, 35, Matthew 17, verse 5. Matthew 17, verse 5. This was when Jesus Christ took three of his disciples to the mountain of transfiguration. Look at what the Bible says. Matthew 17 verse 5. And while he was still speaking, this was when Peter was speaking about, you know, about the, their experience with Jesus and, uh, and Moses and Elijah that were with them on that mountain of transfiguration. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly, a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Look at that. There was a phrase that was added to that commendation of God. Say, hear him. The first time God spoke about Jesus, 
God did not put that phrase, hear him there. But this time around, God put the phrase, hear him, because Peter and John and James were there. And at that point, they were actually comparing Jesus to Elijah and Moses. So, though Elijah was there, Moses was there, but God was telling the disciples, said, Jesus is the one that you are to hear. Jesus is the one that you are to listen to. Hear him. Follow him. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And do you know today, the reason why many people will not make it to heaven is because they don't want to hear Jesus. And that's why some people are saying, you know, they, say, they will even tell you that God does not have any son and God does not give back to any son. When God himself spoke in the audience of people that Jesus Christ is his only begotten son and he is the one that we are to hear. He is the one that we are to follow. Although Elijah was a powerful man of God, you know, the Bible makes us to know him to be a prophet of fire. But when God spoke, God didn't say, follow Elijah. God, as powerful as Moses was, he parted the Red Sea. He fed millions of people in the wilderness for 40 years. He was the one that God used to feed them. God didn't say, follow Moses or hear Moses, but he said, hear Jesus. Jesus is my beloved son. Hear him. Then at, at another time, another time when God spoke about Jesus was during the time when Christ was about to go to the cross. And this, this is in John chapter 12. John chapter 12, I believe. John chapter, this is in John chapter 12 from verse 27 to 30. This was when Joshua was preparing to go to the cross. The Bible said, now, my soul is troubled. This was Jesus speaking here. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Because Jesus was about to go to the cross and he was under pressure. You know, just the same way maybe sometimes we have interview or we have exam and we are under pressure, you know. The same way Jesus Christ, because he was still having human flesh. You know, he was still human being when he was on earth. He was 100% human being, 100% God. So he said, God, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. And look at verse 28. Father, glorify your name. And the Bible says, then a voice came from heaven, saying, I have but glorified it, and will glorify it again. And look at verse 29. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said, It had thundered. Another said, An angel has spoken to him. And look at verse 30. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. So this was the third time when God publicly spoke about Jesus to let us know that God commended about him and God approved him. God approved him. He is our Savior. He is our Lord. He is the one that died for us. And is the one that is coming back to take us home. In John 14, from verse 1 to 3, he told the disciples, he said, let not your heart be troubled, neither be ye afraid. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions there. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you so that I can come back and take you to where I am. So he's coming back again. For as many of us who have given our life to him, for as many of us who are following him, he's coming back again for us to take us to his kingdom. And I pray in the name of Jesus, none of us will miss that in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, in conclusion, how can we apply this to our life as Christians? Number one, I want us to know that as Christians, the Father God commended Jesus, the Father God witnessed about Jesus, let us know that number one, God is also for us. God is for us. In fact, the way I put it in my, in my note is this, God is for me. That's the first lesson we learn from, from that. God is for me. I want you to register that in your mind. If you are a Christian, if you are a born-again Christian, God is for you. Because God was for Jesus when he was on earth. 
God is for you. I want you to say that to yourself. God is for me. You know, Paul was speaking in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Look at what Paul said. Paul said, what, de- what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a question. And that's a question that can open up a lot of revelation for us tonight. If we can just believe that God is for us. And Paul said it there. He said, if God is indeed for us, who can be against us? Now, let me ask you this. If God is for you, can cancer be against you? If God is for you, can sickness be against you? If God is for you, can can the devil be against you and, and succeed? If God is for you, can witches and wizards be against you? If they try it, they will be dead. God is for us. And that was why Paul, you know, he said it categorically. He said, if God is indeed for us, who can be against us? The, the book of Joshua chapter 10 verse 42. Joshua chapter 10 verse 42. Look at what the Bible says. And all these kings and their land did Joshua take at one time. Because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Look at that. The Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Even in the Old Testament, people that God supported, people that God routed for, the Bible says they took over the land. And all the kings of the land, they arrested them at once. At once. I want to, I have a good news for somebody tonight. I don't know how many people are ganging up against you. But don't worry about them. If God is for you, who can be against you? No wonder the book of Psalm 46 verse 1. The Bible says, God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in time of trouble. A very, God is always present in the time of trouble. And no power can be against you. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19. God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah was just a, a young boy. Maybe at the age of 15, 17, 18 when God called him. God told him in Jeremiah 1, Jeremiah 1, 19, and, and they shall fight against you. Look at that. God told him, he said, Jeremiah, they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. Look at that. For I am with you, said the Lord. Then number two, another lesson we can learn from this is that God is with us. I put it this way in my note. God is with me. I want you to say that to yourself. God is with me. God is with me. Now, one of the reasons why God keeps talking, you know, about Jesus in the public was to let Jesus know that he is with him. Even in the darkest hour, when Jesus was about to go to the cross, God was letting him know that he's with him. No wonder Jessica was saying in, you know, in Matthew, I believe Matthew 27, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But God was, the only reason why God forsook Jesus was because of our sin. Because at that point, Christ was carrying the sin of the whole world. And if you look at the statement that Jesus made, he didn't call God, my father, my father. He said, my God, my God. Because at that point, God turned his back against Jesus. And it was just because of our sin. It was because of our sin. The sin of the whole world was laid on Jesus. And the Bible makes us understand that God cannot behold iniquity. That was the only time God forsook Jesus. He forsook him because of our sin. Now, if God should forsook Jesus because of our sin, and now that Christ died for our sin, do you think God will not forsake us? And that's why we need to know that God is with us. I want somebody to tell yourself, tell yourself, God is with me. No matter what I'm going through, God is with me. God is with me. Because he forsook Jesus because of my sin. The book of Genesis chapter 39 verse 2. The Bible was talking about Joseph. The Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. This was in the Old Testament. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. Genesis 39 verse 21 again. Genesis 39 verse 21. The Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph. This was when Joseph was in the prison. And showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Even in the prison, God was still with Joseph. So I don't know what prison where we, are, where we, where, where, where we might be right now. I want us to know that God is still with us, no matter what we are going through. 
no matter what we are passing through, God is still with us. Psalm 46 verse 7, the Bible said, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And then number three, another lesson we can learn before we go and pray is that God is not against me. That's how I put it in my notes. God is not against me. I want somebody to, to preach that to himself. God is not against me. God is not against me. I don't know what you are going through. Maybe this message is just for, is just for somebody tonight who is about to give up. God is not against you. Let me preach it to you again. God is not against you. God is not against you. Although people may be against you, but God is not against you. The book of Acts chapter 20 verse 21, Acts chapter 20 verse 21, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we talk about repentance, most of the times, we, we see repentance as too religious. But what, the, meaning of, the true meaning of repentance is for somebody to change from their evil way and to turn unto God. That's what repentance simply means. It means to change from doing evil and to turn unto God. And I want us to know that God is always ready to take us, to accept us. No matter what we are going through, God is always ready for us. God is for us. And that was why you know, the, most of the messages that the, the disciples were preaching were messages of repentance. Because the true meaning of repentance, as I said, is to turn away from our sin and to turn to God. God you know, many people think God is, a, is like a policeman that we, that we hit them on the head, that we slap them on the face. <laughs> well, you know, the Bible makes us to understand that he's a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire, but at the same time, he's a loving father. He's a lion, but at the same time, he's a lamb. He's a lamb. If we, let, let, me, let, me, let me use this as an example. So for those of us who are parents, you know, sometimes we, we might be angry. Sometimes we might be upset with what maybe our children, they did something bad. You know, we might punish them. But that doesn't mean that the next day, our children will not come to us and hug us. They will still come. They will still play with us. They will still, you know, they will still want to, you know, hug us and, and, and play with us. In fact, at, at that point, they might have even forgotten that they were even spanked a day before. And that is how God is. So we, we have to change our orientation about God, that God is not against. The reason why many people have not yet become born again is because they think God is against them. Whereas God is for them, God is not against them. God is only against the evil that they are doing. God is only against the sin that they are committing. But God is not against them in person. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10, the Bible says, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Look at that. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. This was what killed Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot, you know, he could have been the first person to make it to heaven. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe, maybe. But what happened to Judas Iscariot was that he thought God was against him. He thought Jessica was against him. He didn't know that the reason why Christ came to die was for his sin. And that was why after he, you know, after he returned back to those people that gave him the, the money, he went to return the money to them because his conscience was, wasn't allowing him to have rest. So when he returned the money to them, they, they told him, they said, we, we can't have this money of blood. Take your money. Take your money. And when Judas, when Judas Iscariot left that place, the Bible said he went to hang himself. Because he thought God was God was against him, not knowing that Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ came to die for his own sin. He didn't know. So Judas Iscariot actually killed himself before Christ went to Calvary to go and die. He thought God was against him. Do you know many people that committed suicide today? Many people who are burning hell today. Many people who were who were, who were overdose. You know, they overdose themselves on some on some substance and they died. They thought maybe God was against them. In fact, some of them thought maybe people around them were, were against them. 
not knowing that God is for them. The book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8, as we, as, as we round up to go and pray. Let, let me show us a scripture. This is one of the scriptures that blessed me, you know, when I was a young Christian. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says, for God commended his love towards us. Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his, his own love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Look at that. And look at verse 9 now. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So the Bible is saying that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait until when we change. Until when we became a better Christian before he died. He died on credit. And Paul now said much more than that we have been justified. You know, he, 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 he said much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from rot through him. That, which, that, that, that sentence, we shall be saved from rot through him, is talking about the, the rot of hellfire. It's talking about future salvation. You know, future salvation, our final salvation. He said, because we have, we have believed in Christ and we have been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath of hellfire, the lake of fire that is ahead in the future. And this is only for those who have not believed in Christ. They are the only one that the wrath of God is upon them. But God is still for them. If they can turn to God, if they can just turn to God, if they can just accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, God is for them. God will accept them. There's nobody too sinful that cannot become a, a, a child of God. There's nobody too wicked that cannot be used by God. There's nobody too, too, you know, too, too full of iniquity, so devilish, in as long as he is a woman being and he's not an angel. And it's not a, a fallen angel. You know, God, I mean, Jesus Christ died for every one of us. He died. That's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him will not, will not perish, but have eternal life. So I want us to know that God is for us, God is with us, and God is not against us. I want us to go and pray. I want us to go and pray. We are going to open our mouth tonight. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every voice of condemnation that the enemy is using against me, that the devil is using against me. Despite the fact that we know about these things, sometimes we still allow the devil to put the voice of condemnation on us. We still allow him to use that voice against us. We still allow the voice of condemnation to, 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 to overshadow the voice of love of God for us. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, tonight, let every voice of condemnation that the devil is using against me be silenced by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let's open our mouth and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that tonight every voice of condemnation that the devil is using against us, Father, tonight, let that voice be silenced. By the blood of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, because you are for us, you are not against us, and you are with us. Let every voice of condemnation be silenced by the power of your blood, in the name of Jesus. Silence them tonight, silence them tonight, silence every voice of condemnation tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus. Silence every voice of condemnation tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let every voice of condemnation be silenced by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to know that the devil is a liar. The Bible makes us to understand, according to John chapter 8, verse 44, that he is a liar and the father of all liars. Now, if the devil comes to you, maybe through a voice from your mind, telling you that you will die, just reply back and say, devil, you are a liar. Because if the devil say, tell you that you will die, it means that you are supposed to live. Because he's a liar. He's a liar. There's nothing the devil tells you that is the truth. He's a liar. If the devil tells you that you will fail that exam, tell him that you are a liar. I, I, I have already passed the exam. 
If the devil tells you that the cancer in your body will kill you, tell, just let him know that, well, I know that you are a liar. You already know that that cancer will not kill me. And I know it too. That's why you are telling me that it will kill me. He's a liar. Don't believe him. Stop believing the devil. We should stop believing. Whatever suggestion is given to us is a lie. It is a lie. It's just like April Fool. Like, you know, on the 1st of April, you know, there, there is this custom people, you know, do. They, they just make it, they just make up something in, in order to deceive people. And then they will come up and say, oh, it's just, it's just April Fool. So the devil is, is just the master of April Fool. He's a liar. He's a liar. I say he's a liar. And that's why we are going to pray. We are going to cry unto God. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every lies of the devil be silenced in my heart. Let the voice of lie that the devil has been telling me. Some of us, he has been telling us all kinds of things that has occupied our mind. And that's why sometimes some of us cannot sleep. Because we keep thinking about lies. He's a liar. You will not die. You will live. To see your to see your grandchildren. You will live. You will succeed. You will pass that exam. That interview you are about to go for. You will pass it. Don't let the devil suggest otherwise. I want us to open our mouth. And say, Father, tonight, let every lies of the devil be silenced in my heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth and pray that prayer. Lord, tonight, let every lies of the devil, every suggestion of the devil, let it be silenced in our heart. By the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we silence every voice of the devil. We silence all his lies in our heart. In the name of Jesus, we subdue it by the power of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth. We are going to cry unto God. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to know you more and more. Help me to what? To know you more and more. Do you know Jesus Christ did not say, ah, when God told him, when God was speaking about him, you know, Jesus Christ did not say, God, don't, don't, don't say that, don't say that. I've not even done anything, anything good. I've not even performed any miracle. I've not even healed the sick. I've not even raised the dead. Don't talk to, don't, don't say something good about me too much. God, Jesus Christ did not tell God that. Why? Because he was sent to this world to please God. According to John chapter 8 verse 29, Jesus Christ said it. He said all that he does is to please God. So if we too can please God, God is the one that will approve us. But the prayer we have today is that many of us, we want to please men. There is nothing that we can gain from pleasing men. The only thing that we are going to gain from pleasing men is stress. Yes, that's it. It's, it is stress. We can't please everybody. We can't please everybody. The person that we should be striving to please on a daily basis is God. You know, if we can please God, if we can strive to please God, we are going to have rest of mind. Many of us, we are going to be relieved from in all this worry that we have. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to please you. I want to please you on a daily basis. You know, if we can strive to please God, we are going to live a life of rest. We are going to have peace in our mind. There's nothing anybody can do. There's nothing anybody can say that can change our mind about God's love for us. Or that can change our mind about the good thing that God has for us. So we are going to open our mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to please you more and more. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's open our mouth and begin to pray that prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will help us to please you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because when Jesus pleased you, you gave a commendation about him. Lord, we ask that you will help us to please you. In the name of Jesus, the grace to please you, the grace to please you more and more, release it unto us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father Lord, come and strengthen me with your might. Let, let me be strengthened with your might on my inner man. 
there's something called inner man in us as Christians. Inner man. You know, that inner man is what the devil always attack. That inner man is what the devil always attack. You know, it, that's what the devil attack with discouragement, with depression, with uh, defeat, with failure, and all kinds of evil thoughts. I want us to pray. But if our inner man is strengthened, no matter the arrow that the devil shoot at us, we will just shake it off. That will not have any impact on us. But the moment the devil can get us on the inside, I'm telling us we will fall for him. I want us to open up. So we are going to open our mouth and say, Father, tonight, let me be strengthened with might on my inner man. Let my inner man receive fire. Let my inner man receive divine strength. In the mighty name of Jesus, against every temptation, against every arrows of the wicked, against every arrows of the enemy, Lord, strengthen my inner man. Let your fire free my inner man. Let my inner man receive fire. Let my inner man receive divine strength. In the name of Jesus, to stand against every works of the enemy, to stand against every lies of the, de of the devil. Lord, Tonight, let my inner man receive fire. Let my inner man receive divine strength. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Father, tonight we pray that you will strengthen our inner man. In the mighty name of Jesus, let our inner man receive fire. In the name of Jesus, our inner man receive fire. Receive fire. Receive divine strength. In the mighty name of Jesus, Makuda Likapasilikapolia. Lord, tonight, let our inner man receive fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I declare in the name of Jesus that tonight, our inner man will receive divine strength. Our inner man will receive fire to stand against every wise of the devil. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to crown to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every enemies of my spiritual progress scatter by fire. Yes, every enemies of my what? Of my spiritual progress. Every enemies of my spiritual progress tonight, let them scatter by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. Father, tonight we pray. Let every enemies of our spiritual progress, let them scatter by fire. Let, in the name of Jesus, let discouragement scatter by fire. Let depression scatter by fire. Let fear and unbelief scatter by fire. Let doubt scatter by fire. Every enemies of our spiritual progress. Tonight, we command in the name of Jesus, scatter by fire, scatter by fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father Lord, throughout this week, let your presence be manifested in my life. Let your presence, what, be manifested in my life. There's what is called manifest presence of God. Now, God is everywhere, but God is not presence everywhere. But there's something called manifest presence. This manifest presence, you know, if we pray for it, it means that God himself will go with us anywhere we go in this week. When, when we show up in a room, people will know. That there's, there's, a, there's a change. Something changed in that room. The atmosphere of the room will change. Anywhere we go. Because when we carry... This was, this was the presence of... It was this presence of God that Peter carried. According to, my, I mean, according to Acts chapter 5, 14 to 15. That made the shadow of Peter to heal the sick. The shadow of Peter. The same Peter that denied Christ three times. The Bible says... His shadow healed the sick. It was because of the manifest presence of God. The same presence of God is what was with Joseph in the prison that gave him favor. In the prison, he received favor. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I go in the journey of this week, let your manifest presence go with me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go in the journey of this place in the, of, of this week, Lord, we ask for your presence. Let your manifest presence go with us. In the name of Jesus, let your presence go with us. Let your presence go with, before us. In the name of Jesus, 
anywhere we go. Father, we pray that your presence will go with us. In the mighty name of Jesus, anything that we could do that could make your presence to leave us, Lord, help us not to do it. In the name of Jesus, throughout this week, let your presence be manifested in our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, even when we sleep at night, let your presence be manifested in our dreams. In the name of Jesus, anywhere we go, let your presence be manifested in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to crown to God for fresh oil, fresh anointing. We are going to crown to him and say, Lord, in this week, anoint me afresh for supernatural signs and wonders. I want to receive fresh oil. Fresh oil for my career. If you are a career person, if you are if you are an engineer, if you are a nurse, if you are a businessman or a businesswoman, this is the time to receive a new anointing for this week, for the journey of this week. If you are whatever your profession is, this is the time to receive a new anointing. I want us to open our mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I go in the journey of this week, Lord, anoint me afresh for supernatural signs and wonders. Anoint me afresh. To do exploits in my career. Anoint me afresh to do exploits in my ministry. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go on the journey this week, Father, Lord, we pray for, for fresh anointing, fresh oil. Pour it upon our head. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, anoint us afresh. Fresh anointing, release it upon us. In the name of Jesus, the anointing that will cause us to prosper in our ministry. The anointing that will cause us to prosper in our career. Lord, release it upon us. In the name of Jesus, the anointing that will make us to prosper. The anointing that will make us to, to, to profit in whatsoever we lay our hands upon. Lord, release it upon us this, this night. In the name of Jesus, let the works of our hands be blessed. In the name of Jesus, the anointing that will break the yoke of devourer. Release it upon us tonight in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. And, and lastly, I want us to pray this prayer point before we take our Holy Communion. If you don't have your bread, please get your bread and your and your grape juice or your wine. And whatever you have for your Holy Communion, please get it ready. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, because you are for me. Let any power that gang up against me in this week, let them scatter by fire. I want us to pray that prayer. Because you are for me. Any power that gather together against my family, any power that gather together against my career, against my business, against my ministry, let them scatter by fire. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray that prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, because you are for us. And because you are not against us, and because you are with us, any power that gather together against us in the journey of this week, let them scatter by fire. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Makudali kapa, any demonic power, any demonic agent, any demonic forces that gather together against our family, against our career, against our children. In this week, let them scatter by fire. In the name of Jesus, whether they get out together in the air, whether they get out together on the land, or whether they get out together in the water, let them scatter by the fire of Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, let every meeting of darkness against our family, let it scatter by the fire of Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Almighty Father, we thank you because you have answered our prayer. Lord, we give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.